Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GM, GM, Friday, Friday then, October 21st, 2022, look at that, another beautiful day, to have a beautiful day, sunshine, metaverse, I got my co-host, Osef, Mando in the house, Golden, Osef, Mando, good morning. GM guys, happy Friday! How are you? GM. GM. How's everyone doing today? Yeah, doing doing very well, thanks. How are you? Listen, you know, another day, another dollar. (laughs) Same shit, different day. Wake up, you know, push some buttons, get it done. You know, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um. Uh, but that's about it. Honestly, excited for uh, for for another great weekend. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna speak a little less over the weekend and relax. Uh, but besides that, you know, it's Friday. It's always a good vibe. Excited. Uh, another great show ahead. You know, NFT macro daily summary. Reddit NFTs. Three million crypto wallets. Will mainstream adoption um, really happen the way we think it will? It had me thinking yesterday about the conversation we're having with Mel on the anyway show at night. On Thursday evenings, um, and and it's interesting because um, obviously it's going to get mass adopted at some point or another. But is it really the way we think it will? Right. And today's partners of the show, my pet hooligan, uh, great team actually. Excited to chat with them. Uh, how to build a tri- triple A uh, blockchain game and, uh, and 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 a bunch of other stuff. I mean, these guys are cool. They've been building for a minute. Uh, they've actually been doing really well recently. Um, we were talking about them the other day, so excited to dive deep with that team. They've got some, uh, they've got some solid uh, people on there. But first, but first, but first, uh, a lot of chatter about macro on the timeline this morning. So let's get into it. Daily market report brought to you by Rub Radio. Joseph, what's the word? GM guys, um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of weird shit going on today. Um, so yesterday evening and like this morning, we had a huge sell-off in the interest rate market. Um, two-year treasuries went to like four point six five percent. Ten-year went to four point three two four point three three percent or something like that. So that was like a thirty basis point move in ten-year treasuries in the space of five days. I know that. Those numbers maybe don't mean a lot to a lot of people, but it's a huge move. I guess it's a very, very big move in a short space of time. And we're just seeing like more, vol- we keep saying this, more volatility, not only in like traditional finance compared to crypto, but also in like US government bonds compared to traditional finance compared to crypto. And remember, this is like the, the risk-free uh, debt of the United States of America. Like 
the their bonds it's like it should be like the the highest quality instrument out there and there's insane volatility there so um it's you know with that i'm kind of surprised like equities haven't moved lower i'm kind of surprised crypto has, hasn't moved lower um this morning we started with equities lower we've, we've bounced back a bit um crypto is slowly pe- pulling its way back but we definitely had a bit of weakness in the last 24 hours um what's changed in the last hour or so is there is a wall street journal article um and the article basically alludes to the fed maybe thinking they've overdone it with regard to rate hikes um the potential for um either a 75 or a 50 even a 50 basis point hike in in, in the next um fomc which would be maybe less than the market expected and maybe paving the way for some communication or some idea that they may slow down because they've overdone it um it's usually like the WSGA is usually a good article, um, a good data source and news source for this kind of stuff. And definitely like back when I was in the trade and see, I remember reading like it was there's always like that one Wall Street Journal article, which like changes the, the macro rhetoric. And that definitely happened before, especially with like when Yellen wasn't was in power. Um, I think it probably there's a fear of them right around COVID. So I don't know if this is that. Um, and to me, like any communication of like a pivot or slowing down, I still feel like it's too early if you look at the numbers, but um, there definitely is like this huge concern about like plunging into a deep recession. And that's definitely not something the Fed does want. The Fed still has some kind of operative to maintain order within the system. So um, we'll see, but you know, there's there's definitely no um, smoke without fire. And I think the next FOMC, which won't be until the first week of November, um is going to be uh, is going to be very interesting um but that's why we've seen a little bit of bounce this morning because people are now thinking is the fed going to talk about slowing down uh, in the next meeting and if they do i think that's going to be a pretty strong positive for the market at least into year end medium to longer term we'll see um what impact that has wow and so what's with this uh what's with this uh wall street journal apparently being uh a direct source tapped into the Fed and and a, and a magazine used to, to leak. What, what What's that about? I was asking this morning. Yeah. Reading about it, obviously Keyword Monkey Wizard are going at it, but I'm just curious because I'm assuming, you know, everybody else, you know, wonders too. Yes, sometimes, um, you know, the Fed's only official communication is the FOMC, right? Which is, um, happens once every two months. The next one is in the beginning of November. Um, but sometimes... It's like whether it's the Fed, whether it's like certain companies, they kind of like want information to leak because they're trying to communicate messages. And, um, you know, certainly I think that does ha- does happen at like big companies. They might leak something intentionally and have someone publish an article just so it like um, smooth, like just so when the news actually does hit, the impact of it is a bit smoother rather than be like, wow, this, this piece of news came as a, as a surprise. So people have always said, and I don't know if this is true or not, but there's just like, rumor on on wall street or in banking that like um the fed uses the wall street journal to like leak information or give reporters an idea of maybe like what they're thinking ahead of the meeting and um you know maybe maybe this is that maybe they want to do want to start communicating um that they want to slow down but maybe they don't want to have this like um surprise factor or like like knee-jerk reaction factor they don't want like what the Fed wants to do is like have stability in markets, right? They don't want to have the FOMC and be like, um, oh, hey, like this thing is, um, we're changing our mind now. They don't want markets to be up like 
stocks to be up 10% in one day. They don't mind if it's up 10% over like a few weeks or months, but to have that big move in one day, that's not what they're after. So um, they may use this idea of like leaking or kind of like releasing some like some ideas before they had the official announcement. But again, that's just a rumor. Like I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, but like I said, there's no smoke without fire. So. Mm, interesting, Amanda. What do you what do you make of all this? Yeah, I think it's something. I do think it's something. Uh, like, uh, probably something. Yeah, probably something. Things are getting pretty bad out there still. Like, uh, the, I keep on stressing this, but like, global markets are trading like shit coins, and cryptos tr- tr- trading like gold at the moment. Like, it's not really moving, and everything else is getting absolutely hammered, and that's not normal. So maybe this is starting to. You're starting to see a softening of of the approach from the Fed. I like Ovi says. Like I think it's, there's no smoke without fire normally with these sort of articles. So they they might do something like that. Whether we've already gone too far already, like rates are rates are at four point two, four point three percent, or four point six percent on 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 two years. So that's like a massive massive move. Uh, I still think something is on the precipice of being broken. Um, and yeah, I guess well, well, something should break with rates this high. I don't know what it is yet, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear like of some cataclysmic thing which is going to come from from I think the real estate market or like the sovereign market. So maybe we'll see something like that. Um, so does said, that mean buy the VIX? This is kind of what we've said all all year that you know they're going to they're going to batter markets and then they might pull out kind of at the last moment and. Then, then we can start to see some some better better environment at least for for risk assets. Um, again, this isn't like oh, go all in. Even if even if they start to soften their approach, it's going to be a, like a laboured process where they they we only see recovery over the next twelve to eighteen months rather than like oh, we're going back to three k on ETH or five k on ETH. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But I do think that it's tough. Um, if they do start to soften their approach, I don't think we're going lower, at least. Uh, yeah, that's it. And then earnings seem fa- fairly decent. So I think uh, I put today, I think 74% of companies beat earnings, which is kind of ahead of expectations that uh, earnings season continues to be all right. So maybe uh, maybe it's maybe we're going to see a little bit of a bounce on the back of that as well. But um yeah, I don't. I don't have like a super strong view. Like I've been surprised that we haven't completely melted lower, um, or like been completely torched with 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 where the rest of macro is. We haven't, and um, this like something blows up. But then, but then, if the Fed softens, then yeah, maybe maybe this isn't a bad risk reward uh, place to be long. I still think we're in that world where ETH isn't going through one thousand two hundred. Like it seems like it's been. A few times, so I still like think it's like a down from here, like a down four percent, um, five percent trade versus an up, I don't know, 30 to 50 percent trade. So I still, I still like the risk reward in something like ETH. I think it's gonna, yeah, I mean, isn't, isn't it meant to be a plan for Q4 and Q1 to be really rough out there, anyways? No, I think I think people are expecting that Q4 might be all right because you you see um, you see positions start to get paired off and and uh, people normally 
position themselves in, into the next year. So a lot of these funds are long only, so they might have to like rebuy things again, positioning for, for next year, given how stuff is already sold off this year. So I think people are expecting a, a stronger Q4 and then a weaker, maybe first half of 2023. That's the base case assumption. Um, but that's it's so fluid. Like, who knows what's going to be like in December? All I can say right now is that I'm just surprised we haven't absolutely smoked given where rates are trading and whether where stocks are trading and commodities are trading and east doesn't seem to be breaking through that that 1200 level bitcoin doesn't seem to be trading through that 18k level we might still see a blow up um in in like i said pensions or sovereigns which which might cause us to test that level but i still don't think we're going we're going lower than those levels like if we if we if we were going to, we kind of already would have. So what this what this tells me is that like yeah, it's it's not a bad time to to DCA into to, to long still. Um, I, I I think the risk reward is 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 decent. Mando, do you know if any of those like pensions or funds had started investing in crypto through any like uh, other larger funds? Like I remember like GBTC was starting up in some spots. <laughs> They're buying. That's the ghost. That's the ghost. No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know, actually. I don't think I've seen many pension funds. In fact, pension funds are normally the slowest to react to that sort of stuff. I think you'll, you'll see like the asset managers move first. I think people like Fidelity, um, PIMCO, BlackRock, all the big asset managers of the world. Um, I think it'll be the pension funds and the sovereign wealth funds will be some of the last people to move. But they, you know, they might. They might. Dude, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see what happens. There. But anyways, anyways, it's Friday. And uh, and I want to talk about NFTs. GM, GM. So a bit of a weird day, actually. Uh, what, the main thing that's been notable is that the other deeds or the other side land has been kind of decimated over the lot. Well, decimated uh, is a relative term, but... It's gone from trading at like just just shy of two ETH to now trading at like 1.2 ETH, and people are saying that it's just cascading offers which are coming into Blur Blur.io, and um, people are kind of a little bit confused by it. So, I think it was a uh, I saw a tweet from 1K who's like the floor got pushed down to 1.5 ETH last night, and then I think there's something like 300 to 500 listings now to even get you to 1.5 ETH. So. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, maybe some bigger holders are, are getting out or there's just, you know, people are freaking out slightly. It is a 100K collection. You know, it's massive. So if someone starts um, if someone starts freaking out and they've got decent size, then, yeah, you can cause some, some big price action. But with the, you know, I think 300 to 500 ETH is a good day of volume for most of these collections at the moment. And uh, other side is number one in terms of um, trading, and it's only done 270 ETH. With a hundred k to um, hundred k collection, it's going to take a lot to kind of push that one back up. So, that's a big move for a big uh, market cap collection. That uh, so yeah, well, remains to be seen what kind of happens there. Board apes uh, have kind of stayed stayed where they were, like 76, 76 area for the last week or so. That's been just as stable as ETH really. Like board apes have been trading in like a seventy to eighty range for I think the last few months now. Um, we obviously saw Moonbirds did its gold. Uh, gold uh oh, nesting reward by nesting the way. rewards which which yeah. actually was well well taken yeah very cool i need to go claim it 
So yeah, that that, that floor is kind of just shy of ten ETH again. I think there's been quite a few sales over the last over the last twenty four hours. Um, I saw today that Lord of the Rings is going to be releasing NFTs, um, or at least Warner Lord Brothers. The... I need to tweet that. That is a storytelling NFTs like as fuck. Hold on, well, I got tw- I haven't tweeted storytelling NFTs in a long time. No, they they figured out a way to sell DVD extras. It's pretty DVDs. Much. It's like it's Tell like uh it's like the director's cut. Essentially, they're selling oh. as as an NFT. Um, which on a different chain, a too, right, Mando? What? Yeah, it's on a different chain. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, yeah. If if all your dreams were that you know you're gonna have all of the Rings characters as NFT characters, that's not that's not what they're selling here. They're just selling. Um, uh, it's because I don't think they have the rights. They just have the rights to the original movies. So they're just selling basically director's cuts as NFTs, and I think there's gonna be ten thousand of them. Or eleven thousand or something like that. And yeah, man, man. Right, rights are such a mess when it gets into like film and television. And like this is just like they have the DVDs. It's Warner Brothers partnering, and they're able to sell like certain things, like the characters they don't own. It's such a clusterfuck when you get into like film and television rights and windows. Um, so yeah, it's, it's this is gonna be a nightmare. I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a different Lord of the Rings NFT in five months from now. Storytelling NFTs. What chain? Oh, I need to check. I need to check. We guys are both like, yeah, on the different chain. You can't even give me the fucking chain name. Uh, hold on, I'll post it. Are you guys not... serious right now? Both of you guys it's are like, yeah, you have to drop a different chain. Or it's, um, or it's, uh, it's, there's no gas, basically, to the transaction. That's all I knew. So. There's no gas on Ethereum right now. <laughs> I just transferred a bunch of NFTs for like 10 cents. It's definitely not an ETH. Um, you saw, what else No, it seen? says just... it's Warner Brothers releases Ethereum-compatible. It's Lord called Alluvio. Hold on. It says Warner Brothers releases Ethereum compatible. Ethereum compatible. Lord you know what Rings. that means, though. It just means it's an EVM chain, right? It's either yeah. going to be a layer two or or an EVM. So I'm that doesn't tweet mean Thor- it's on Ethereum. There you go. And tweet. One all NFT right. to rule them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed when I first saw this. I was like, oh, I kind of think this is going to be bad. And then it turns up being bad. So, Or at least it seems like being quite basic. It's just gonna try and replace the the special edition DVD market, but maybe that maybe that's what the NFT market needs. No, man, like I think it will help. I think it's great. I, I just feel like that they're like they're trying to onboard new people to the space rather than focusing on like those that are here that can be like the shepherds for new people coming on, like with this type of content. Yeah, I mean, this goes to the topic of the day, right? Which is around like mass adoption. We'll get to that, but that's it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, of the Ring, uh, Extended Edition, Web3 Movie Experience. Oh, Film NFTs. Mando, your favorite. Uh, and uh, Film NFTs. Uh, I should tweet that out as well. Uh, premiere drop October 21st. So that's pretty... Oh, that's today. Uh, opens at 12. That's in an hour. Uh, but Pin I it. what else behind that. Wow, in- interesting. Lord yeah, of the so they they have uh, Simon brought it to my attention yesterday. I mean, they have uh, their own dedicated website, Warner Brothers, with with yeah, these movie-verse. guys. Go ahead, the Movieverse, right? And so you know they partner with Fox too. So the Alluvio platform is interesting from a perspective of video, and you know they got a partnership with Fox as well. But just the quality from like when I looked at it and I was going through their marketplace and like my understanding, it's just their own private blockchain that they're doing uh, that's Ethereum compatible. But, uh, you know, when you're going through 
some of the even the Fox, they have something with the mass Singer and some of these things. And I just, you know, from from my perspective and and not, you know, from the limited stuff that I know, I just was like, eh, eh, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's interesting, though. I mean, look, uh, the headline is good, man. To me, more positive headlines, the better. And they're using NFTs, Web3, all that stuff. So um, I'll always take that that sort of approach, but interesting. Um, whatever happened to OSF, uh, Mando, it looks like he slipped out. But he slipped out already. He's done. He's done. He, he went to go back. watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Weirdly, like, that, that, that NFT that Stanny mentioned on the show yesterday, the Familiar, that, that's up like, I think thirty percent or something like that. Um, that that one that linked to like Chainlink. So if you were listening to that show yesterday, then then you would have uh, maybe maybe you got lucky and bought one of those on the back of it. That was listening the, to the MNFTs and on. Uh, and so I'm looking. It looks like uh, Thread guy. Uh, what am I saying, Thread guy? Because I was looking at his face right now. Red guy. <laughs> looks like Red guy. Uh, red guy had a, another good day yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just keeps going. Obviously, we have our we have the event coming up um, for NFT London. So if anyone's going to that, Dude. I think Farouk, your doppelganger tickets. keeps on walking by me. I sent you a picture of your doppelganger, and like now I'm in a different part of town, and he just walked by me again. And it's scary. This is photo. Oh fuck! Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a Farouk derivative confirmed. Yeah, that's a derivative. Um, I would say that you know it's a probably like a, look like a Solana derivative because solid derivative. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely doppelganger confirmed. No, yeah. he's a he's a Cardano derivative. I don't know, man. It's pretty it's pretty similar, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, looks very close. Uh, you should post that. Um, and then if I'm looking at the activity though, you guys have had a lot of activity this week, man. Though you had, dude, you guys had 228 sales, 141 ETH in volume this week alone. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully, people enjoy it. Like, uh, I think big I think- week. Big week, dude. You guys are crushing, man. I love that. We yeah, that's amazing. Wow, look, just in comparison, right? Like this is actually pretty, pretty wild. We've had two hundred and five sales, but our uh, the the volume sixty seven ETH. You guys are crushing. I love that. You guys are crushing. Floor up fifty three percent on red guy. Uh, sales up seven percent and volume up seven percent on the weekly. That's solid. I love the new analytics tools. Like there's directly on, on OpenSea, but that's solid. Uh, what else? We saw OpenSea take down yesterday, finally, the, the scam thing, the door, so that was good to see, though. took a bit, but hopefully uh, things are going to be fixed there. It seems like um, Moonbirds as well, but that was probably following the, the, the gold uh, nesting rewards, which of course was an object. This Digitech Gaku like, universe, this Castaways game, which is going to be coming out, the islands on that are pumping at the moment. Those have come from like flight wow. floor. So there's another another asset in the kind of Digi Daku universe, let's say, which is which is kind of running at the moment. I, um, I don't know. I'm just everything. On... I need to start paying okay. attention to this stuff more. Like all, all this. You're just trying to DJ Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we need to catch up with what's going on. But there's um, there's just a bunch of different assets on there, and they all just keep on going higher at the moment, and they all have small. They all have small um, size. There's only 500 of those. And wow. I just think that that, yeah, that's kind of well suited to the NFT space right now. Yeah. You have the two grifter sales yesterday, X copies. Good to see. Uh, I saw a death beef sale as well. Uh, you don't see those every day. Um, interesting. So that's pretty cool. But the grifters are at 16 again. I think they, what was they? Remember when you guys bought some and then it, it shot up to what? We're at like 30 ETH at one stage. Yeah, um, but the 
if you look at the buyers, bro, you have Tyler Hobbs bought one two days ago, and then AOI are on internet. Um, they bought one yesterday. Wow, that one's they sick. Just, they're just such an. I don't want to like. Maybe I'm passionate about them, but they're just such a no-brainer at that, that level. I think. Like, uh, I mean, it's not a passion or not thing. It's like there's 666 x copy PFPs, like, and he's never gonna make PFPs. Like, it's not like you know what I mean. It's like you're not, you're not wrong. When, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's, I don't have any. I know you guys got a couple, but it's uh, it's definitely something like that I first seen. Like, would love to own at some point. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a solid one. I saw. Speaking of which, Mando, uh, the other day two um. Two doomed uh, sold for twenty nine and forty ETH. That was solid. Uh, the doomed spice copy, my favorite edition. Hell yeah! Uh, but it uh, two of them uh, traded the other day. It was fun to see. I don't know if you guys saw that. And then... yeah, I did. Yeah, look, there's been some movement. X copy did a non NFT collab with Neurocolor and and Moxara as well. Uh, Sergito posted about that yesterday. So oh. um, that's trading at like one and a half ETH. The, the non-NFT huh. um, co- collab that and he was like saying that there's a higher supplied collection of X-Copy which is obviously that's that's kind of a bit more of an OG one the Afterburner collection now but mm. it's just I don't think any oh. of them are like a 10x but if I was to, you know it's more like investing in the Banksy of NFTs, like I do think it's like a no-brainer, um, and yeah, you're not gonna—it's not a get rich quick, but it's, maybe it's a get rich slow sort of investment if you just want to get involved in it over the next three to five years. Xcopy, some of these lower-priced stuff, in particular, different ways. One of ones, stuff which is in you know the 10, 20 ETH range in like Christmas and or some of the. And then you have like the smaller stuff, like the open edition, and then these smaller collections. Interesting. Um, and I'm looking at the Death Beef here. It traded for 60 ETH. Wow, Death Beef. That was remember Death Beef. Every time I think of Death Beef, I'll always always think of the fucking keyboard monkey 2100 ETH sale. Like I'll never, like that is always gonna be like the like <laughs> the like. That thing I, I associated to was so crazy. Like summer twenty one. Wow. Uh, take me back. Take me back. Uh, besides, that, I think that's about it. I mean, on the NFT side of things, right? Uh, things are just, you know, another day, slowish. Um, we'll see what the the weekend uh, has in store for us. Uh, but you know, um, that, yeah, I'm scrolling down. Nothing much more. I mean, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where uh, where things are headed. But anyways. So I wanted to talk about this. Mando Osef, I think I suggested the other night uh, uh, on, on, I sent you guys an article. Um, and so what, what I find really interesting, I want to talk about you today before we get, um, before, uh, before we get my pet hooligan team on, um, is the Reddit NFTs. Um, have you guys been in tune with those? It's actually insane what's going on over there. Uh, there's been um, 3 million crypto wallets uh, so far that have been created uh, through Reddit. Um, and that it, there's more wallets, uh, NFT, NFT wallets than, than on OpenSea. Um, and it's interesting, right? Because, you know, uh, it was kind of like the place where people like hated on NFTs and whatnot. And it seems like they've really like brought it within the ecosystem in, in a perfect way. And so I'm going to pin a thread right now that I pinned last night in our spaces, but very interesting conversation. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a thread that was written by user ABBB NFT. Anyways, it goes. Reddit avatars are the Trojan 
the Trojan horse to, of NFTs that are onboarding millions into Web3 and no one's talking about it. And if you look at the meme, you'll see it. I just pinned it at the top for those who are listening live. Uh, but it's 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 pretty crazy the way they, they've adopted. I think they're calling the Reddit vault and the way they're approaching is completely different and educating the audience on like what, you know, a wallet is and whatnot. And it's just been like insane. And so this led me to think about, you know, kind of a broader question that I want to pose to you guys. I'll go to you two first, Osef and then whoever wants to, to chime in, but about how mainstream adoption may look like, right? Because like mainstream adoption right now, like, you know, we like to think it of a certain way. And of course, like there are the, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening on here, but like Reddit has 3 million NFT, 3 million people I stand up to have NFTs and no one's really talking about it on here, right? You're seeing a few threads, a few tweets, a few conversations, whatnot, but you, you, you've clearly seen like, even we didn't pick up on it right away, right? And so I found it interesting to ask, like, will mainstream adoption actually look uh, the way we think or will it be completely different? Like everybody will be onboarded and it really won't look at the same way. It's just like people will be onboarded to technology and use it. But um, have you have you seen this before? OSF, man, the Reddit NFTs? It's actually pretty wild. I, yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't really. Um, this is this is from a while. They, well, they communicated and launched these a while ago, I think. But yeah, no one. This is a thing, like, no one in our community talks about it, but it makes you realize, like, how much bigger Web3 really is than just, like, NFT Twitter, which is just a few thousand people. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's th- I, I just read through this this tweet earlier, and um, it's huge in terms of onboarding, but maybe it's just a different part of NFTs that, than we're used to. Yeah, and they sold it to them as if it was, like, a something. Th- it's interesting the way they did it, right? It's like they were talking about, about like, Reddit Vault, and whatnot it's so interesting and like a lot of people like i know pe- people are telling me like they some people have genuinely made a lot of money with them like i saw one sold for twenty thousand dollars one of the avatars like it's uh it's pretty significant in this market mando yeah look it was interesting just being to stanley about it yesterday and whenever i'm speaking to people now who are the i don't know building in this space or or understand what's going on they keep on saying the same thing it's like we need we're going to start creating products where people don't even know that they're using NFTs, or at least like it's, we're going to build Trojan horses now because the name of NFTs and the name of crypto to a large extent is often a, so like, it's just got a bad name in the press. So in some ways you've just got to kind of backdoor all this stuff um, because it is more efficient and people have been given a bad name over a range of different things. Like I think the main issue is that the first NFT application came from you know, came from things like art or things like, or culture or memes, like it was valuing that sort of stuff. And then everyone just rejected it and was like, well, no, I don't think that's valuable. So like this technology is a scam, right? So now I think you're going to see is just millions of people are going to be onboarded in a way that they don't even realize they're getting involved. And like the Reddit community here is kind of, it's a, it's been Trojan horsed, right? Like Reddit hated NFTs, absolutely hated them because they hated the over-commercialization of, of, um, different bits of internet culture at the start and the idea that you know people would buy monkey jpegs for millions or people would buy you know all all these classic mainstream attacks that you saw on nfts people were just like oh you know i i i quite like the technology but i don't agree that that piece of art should sell for 69 million okay that's fine uh but that got such a gave NFTs such a bad rep that now i think you're going to see loads of these where and we might not be that aware of them sometimes like even in we spoke about that in the gaming industry the, the the other day like i think a lot of a lot of the onboarding of the gaming industry will probably be under the hood rather than avert and we'll suddenly realize that you know like it's like stefan 
Stepan onboarded tons of people into, NF, into NFTs and they never really even knew it. So I think we're going we're gonna to see loads of this sort of stuff going forward. And we've got to be on top of it as well. You know, there, there will be massive opportunities there, uh, much bigger than sometimes even in these collectibles. So if you are aware of those under the hood integrations and that there can be massive ways to make money or, or um, be smart about collecting in that space, then, yeah, I think I think we've got to be more aware of it. I actually just went to like a music festival and like the commemorative ticket was an NFT. Like after the music festival, they sent me an email that says collect your VCT virtual commemorative ticket. And so, and it was a, basically a flow NFT. So like all these people are, you know, getting a POAP NFT and they don't really realize it. So, I mean, there's all going to be all sorts of different ways people get onboarded without even knowing. This is actually super interesting. A VCT? Is yeah, that's that what they called it. The VCT. A VCT. That's funny. Well, <laughs> virtual class. That's funny. A VCT. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's actually wild. Like, when you think about, like, the mass onboarding people, it's just going to be about, like, I think, you know, the future. Like, what does this say, then, to the future of, like, most of the utility NFTs and tokens that you're seeing today? Like, I, I, you know, we're just kind of talking about, like, uh, the, let's see different problems that that different people like we're trying to solve in in a way, right? Mind that we're talking about this morning, you and I. But it's just like I think it's mostly being curation, aggregation, whatnot. But it's in in you know subscription and just like NFT is just going to be something people use on a day to day basis without necessarily knowing that they're kind of using it on a day to day basis. Uh, but I, I wonder what that means uh, towards uh, versus to like what's kind of like being built in here. And and then I think the ecosystem is going to look much different in a way like. Whatever, however you, your 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 investment mentality was last year, like it's it's completely flipped. And, and I mean, for most people, I think for me at least, uh, towards like what are going to be the tools that people are actually going to use once uh, people adopt uh, this technology without knowing they're adopting it. Like it's it's I don't know. It's just a different train of thought now uh, versus then. Boo. GM. Yo, GM, GM, and yo, shout yo. out Rug Radio. I had my first spaces yesterday, and we talked about this. I actually opened Let's go. up a Hot Wheels collectible on the spaces. We got the NFT. It was pretty incredible. It's a link in my profile. So, yeah, this is what I want to start doing. I want to go to Gucci and buy Gucci with ApeCoin. Like, let's get it going. Let's see how consumers really go through these hoops and loops. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I'm in for that. And, and how do you think mainstream adoption looks in the, in the future? Well, it was pretty interesting because when we opened up the Hot Wheels box, like, you know, my the owner of this one toy company, he just happened to have a Coinbase wallet, have, a theory, uh, have some crypto in there, and he actually had to use another $5 to get the Hot Wheels NFT. So, you know, hopefully Hot Wheels, Mattel, they're listening in and they're like, okay, we need to get the PPC down, you know, less clicks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, the, what does a Hot Wheel NFT look like? It's all I've, I've again. It's all on my uh, profile, and he actually got a rare Camaro. And like you know, these Hot Wheels NFTs, like they're, they, I mean, these Hot Wheels cars and toys, they're officially licensed. We got Chrysler, we got Ford Motor, we got GM, we got Goodyear. These are authentic. And then my my homie realized he goes, "Holy shit!" He goes, "This is three plus, right?" But I have to be 18 years and old to claim this NFT within a year. And he's like. Wow, they're onboarding me. This is how they're onboarding me, and it's going to happen without anybody knowing. Just like when I was in Halo 2 and the lines were stretched out the door for GameStop and Electronic Boutique, nobody told us to go there. We just went there because Halo was the shit. 
<laughs> I love that, dude. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It was so it was so funny when we saw so like speaking of Halo and gaming, uh, the Bloomberg article saying that gamers, uh, you know, uh, won against NFTs. Uh, that was that was an interesting one. I don't know if you guys did. You guys see that, Mando? What was that? No. What, what was that? It was it was Bloomberg. Uh, Bloomberg Crypto, mind you. So it's even less important. Not that anybody reads it. Uh, they were talking about how they they've won the fight. The gamers won the fight against NFTs, and that they've defeated them. Uh, I thought it was so funny. They wrote like something. They said, "Business Week, uh, how gamers beat NFTs." Like that's literally the name uh, of the of the of the of the article. But on the other hand, you can read that. You read another headline saying Reddit has three million uh, NFTs on its platform. <laughs> it's just that was crazy. a ridiculous article too, though. They were like, "Somebody created a game," and you're like blasting bitcoins away. Like it was it was shaped so so poorly. Yeah, it was, it was, it's just, it was just like not going to make it attitude, like straight up. Like it's, it, that's all it is. And so I just love seeing that. I think that meme at the top is, is just like, you know, is, uh, is really, it's, it's just good. It's just great. It explains exactly how it is. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be many Trojan horses and, and, uh, and they're just going to, you know, mass adopt, uh, people into the, um, into the space. Uh, but I don't know if anybody had some thoughts when it comes to, to the red NFT side, maybe we have an expert down in the audience. Uh, that was involved in this bit in that ecosystem that wants to come speak on it when welcome uh to request um and so but yeah i mean uh mando osef um besides that like what else are you guys excited for i mean i just want to you know i know we're gonna have my fed hooligan come in uh shortly uh is there anything else that you think what else are you guys excited for in terms of like you know things that could potentially push mainstream adoption um within the within the nft space I think something that we don't talk about enough until they actually happen, maybe just like some of these in real life events and activations, like, I know we were talking about the other day, but like you guys, like, like the last big thing we had really was like NFT NYC, I think, and maybe you have, you have NFT London coming up in two weeks, um, and then you have uh, Metaverse Miami and up Basel Miami, like when you go to these things, it's just like, it's insane, like how many people turn up, and again, like, we're just in this like, tiny little room and echo chamber and like look like rug radio how many people listen to this like a thousand two thousand that's like a big number but like think about how many other people are, are out there trying to figure out what this whole like web3 nft thing is about and when you go to these events you just see like a shitload of people and i think like 10 percent of the people away from like nft NYC, i think that's a bit different but all, all these other events like 10 percent of the crowd that are there are, are like us we're like um, you kind of live and breathe the space every day, but the other ninety percent aren't. And a lot of these people are sent there by like their companies or their or their the brands that they work for, and they have their tickets bought for them. They're there to like learn about like what the fuck is actually going on. Um, and like I've been kind of like getting more involved in some of the events and stuff in London, which I just didn't realize any of them existed. But I've I've really seen the the participation and uptake like rise dramatically over here and. Um, you can see it in the US, you can see it in these events. And I think that's like, it's going to be a huge thing for driving mass adoption because like people will go there for themselves in real life. They'll speak to people, have real conversations with them and they'll go back to their companies that sent them and be like, look, this is, this thing is legit. Like look at all these people that have turned up, look at all this investment that's going into um, all these different projects. Like it's just amazing to me how like the whole, um, like, I guess VC is like one term for it, which is the whole like just in, in general, like money and investment flowing into Web3 like hasn't stopped. 
um, despite everything that's going on with macro, like stuff still gets invested at, at big valuations and people are still kind of like FOMOing, trying to get into like seed rounds and angel invest, all this kind of stuff. Um, because like the potential of it is very clearly there. And a lot of it, you know, you, you come to realization at these events when you go to it. And if, if you're someone in the audience who has never been to an in-mouth event, I really, really recommend doing it because I was also skeptical as well this time last year. But when you go to it and you just see like hundreds and sometimes thousands of people there, just like um, trying to figure out what's going on, like like super interested and curious, and just makes you realize that it's gonna, um, it's definitely gonna drive like some form of mass adoption uh, sooner rather than later. And I think I guess the point I'm trying to make is like this time last year there weren't really that many events. Now there's like an event in London there's like an event almost every day and there are big events like like in Europe and globally basically every month if not every two weeks and I think that's like a very very encouraging and bullish sign because remember to put on these events like the guys that organize them they need sponsorship or they need people to buy tickets like um you know these events cost thousands tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to put on uh and it means people are like spending money to either attend them or spending money to sponsor them and again that i think is just another another um huge bullish sign for the, for the whole idea of mass adoption it's funny, it's funny you say that because uh, i agree what you with what you're saying like um when you go to some of these these big events and often when when there's there's an nft element to the event and it's you know it's only part of a bigger event it's crazy that the lines for the nft stuff are this massive and so you end up seeing this weird thing where, like, you say this too for like people are always keyboard warriors. People are always going to hate NFTs online. But when they go to an in real life event and they see a queue around the corner for the NFT thing, they're probably going to get in the queue. So I do think there's that element of like how strong we love or like there is such a passion in this community for the technology. It's sometimes not visible. So yeah, I do think that's that's a big a big thing, and that becomes visible at these in real life events because when you see a queue around the corner to go to some sort of digital art exhibition, you're probably going to be like, okay, I'll get in the queue. Whereas you might have hated it if you just saw just saw it online. So uh, seeing how passionate the community is in real life, I think is a big thing. I I think there's so many like it, uh, this this onboarding of people um, without them knowing is going to be massive. A lot of a lot of um, you know crm stuff customer relationship management stuff which is like what starbucks is doing loyalty cards all of this stuff will, will end up moving to nfts and people people won't realize it i think you'll see a lot of ways to reward people in the gaming space and even in like the sports space i think could be massive i think you also see a lot of the traditional collectibles market start moving moving into nfts so uh you know the backing of of various different things to help with provenance and that can move that doesn't just have to move into nfts that can move into goods in general like the actual technology is massive it um it really does it could under underpin whole supply chains whole um storage mechanisms and, and where provenance is very very important and that can be across goods that can be across medicines that can be across just tons of different things where it's important to know how uh, how supply chains works and there's some sort of record on, on the blockchain of who's owned or what's been put into certain goods. I think it's going to be massive. So I know that's not custom related. That's more B2B, but I think you're going to see just applications of NFTs coming out your eyeballs over the next two years and people might not know that it's NFTs. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying there too. Like you brought up the technology point. Like we're all here. We love art. We love collectibles. But when you really look at like the TAM total addressable market of like what this technology and NFTs will allow in the next five, 10, 15 years, like 
this collectible market is minuscule to what we'll see. Like whether it's, you know, real estate, carbon offsets, like we said, any, anything that this technology makes smoother to provide liquidity for and can make it, you know, less of a centralized like market and allow people to participate. Like that's where I really look at like five, 10 years down the line, like how much this space will continue to grow. I also think it's uh, a big part of it is going to be ease of use. I mean, we, we talk about that all the time about how difficult things you know can be and security and, you know, crypto is difficult for people to understand when they're first like kind of getting into it. And I think for mass adoption and sort of wide mainstream, it's it's what's been discussed here, especially what Reddit did. It's just you don't really know that you're doing it. And there are e- easier ways, whether it's custodial wallets or there's an easier way to that they can handle in case you lose your lose your seed phrase, things like that, that in order for I think the masses and the people out there that haven't explored this space they're waiting i think for something to force them to do it because you know the internet went through that social media went through that you had there was a turning point where you were forced to use it and i think with this space and what simon just said that you know collectibles and art and all of that is such a focused market it's going to be some other catalyst that happens that sort of triggers. All right, I got to go get a wallet. I got to do this because now everybody's using it. And I think it, I, I don't know what that will be, but it's uh, I, I think that's where that trigger is going to be sort of the widespread adoption. Yeah, that I, I think you guys all made some fair and good points. I mean, you'll see this um, <clears throat> this December. At Art Basel, I mean, obviously, with, we're, we're going to be sponsoring Metaverse Miami. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you guys should definitely check it out if you're going to be around here. Uh, but also, I, I know NFT now, for example, with the Gateway, what they're going to be doing is, like, really big uh, and really cool. So all these things, like, all these events, all these, uh, all you know, it's just going to it's just gonna get more and more people uh, within the space. I, I'm excited for the, what the future has. But, of course, like, there's, there's always going to be this uphill battle. Uh, when it comes uh, to, um, to, uh, to to adoption in the space. And I was just, I'm just trying to think about adoption in different light now. Um, it was like, yeah, you want to gear it towards uh, within this ecosystem right now here, but at the same time, there's going to be like there was something much bigger uh, that's going to happen at some point. Um, and and it's, it may not be the way you guys are thinking about it or myself. So I just thought, we bring a different point of view to it uh, this morning because yesterday we had a really good like hour long conversation around it. If you want to listen back, it was recorded, uh, and it's and it's it's up. It's it's not uploaded anywhere yet. We're gonna figure that out. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's on my Twitter, and we had a really long convo with a bunch of people in Mal, which was just a different take on adoption. Um, and, and you know, because at some point, we thought adoption was people coming buying our bags, literally. But you know, adoption seems to be uh, quite different uh, when you think about it now. That when you people thought about it, I'm assuming last year, two years, and whatnot. But anyways, anyways, I like to show we do have my pet hooligan that just hopped in. I did get the Discord notifications. I like, wait, what's that? So, oh, we're coming live on Rock Radio. I love that. Love to see it. Mando, I'm gonna give this one to you, brother. Yeah, cool. Well, we we used to be a big big holder of my pet hooligan. We sold a bunch of assets earlier in the year, but I think um, look, we're a big fan of this. Like it, it was, we weren't always a big fan of how gaming companies were spinning spinning up ideas before. Um, it just seemed to just instantly start with the uh, with culture, um, and. Now it feels like my who started with building the assets and the culture, and we became a really big um, 
really big believer in in that as a concept. So gaming, I think, is all going to have to start with with the with the NFTs first, the characters first, and then kind of almost build the game afterwards. I think that's that's probably the best way to create a a, a continued universe. But uh, yeah, we, we have them on the show today. They've obviously got an upcoming drop where they're building out this universe. But um, yeah, big big fan. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, thanks for that, guys and gals. Uh, really appreciate you uh, having us on. We're also fans of Rod Radio and everything you're doing in the space. You know, it's important for us to to give give flowers too. So you know, massive respect to to everything you've been doing in the space for a long time, bringing awareness, uh, building, and you know, all all the great stuff you do. Like th- this show, this show is amazing, amazing to dial into daily and then learn, right? And so, big shout out to everything you're doing. Actually, let's start. Let's start with a fun fact. So. You know, we, we started this journey uh, with my pet hooligan probably mid last year. And um, at Twitter, probably made it live, I reckon, a year ago. Um, we, we're known for doing a lot of really kind of fun animated content with, with Hooli uh, and kind of loads of shorts. We've probably done about 100 animated pieces of content now that we're just consistently throwing up on Twitter and socials. And the first one we ever did uh, was was a shout out for Farouk. I don't know if you remember that one, Farouk. Yeah. Dude, if I remember that one, are you kidding me? I'm trying to look for it to pin it. There you go. I found it. I'm going to pin it right now. It was so good. So, yeah, big shout out because ultimately that video and and you showing love to that video kind of helped build awareness for us. So, you know, it is is important for us to to show that appreciation as well. But, yeah, happy to be here and uh, happy to talk about what we're doing. But um, over over to you. Maybe we'll go into it. Like, what's the what is the game? Maybe maybe go into your your background of the team, um, how it all first started. Like, I know it started with with the with the Hoolies, but then there's now a bunch of different assets coming. So yeah, maybe we'll hear about what's happened and then what what you're planning for the future. Hold on, I don't know if someone rubbed here. Am I right? Uh, no. I think I think we're having uh, struggles on the Wi-Fi, so I'm just gonna. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. We got time. We got time. We're chilling. Hey. <laughs> but in the meantime, you all should check out at some point the video I pinned at the top. I just did it. Um, it was the message it sent me. It was what uh, November 25th last year. And and they made this like video and they're like, yo, like, you know, trying to get my attention. And usually people do a bunch of like honoraries and whatnot, but they made this whole like animated video of this like hooligan, right? This rabbit just talking to me and uh, going, when rug radio? And it's just like, it was just hilarious. I remember being like, what the fuck? This is so cool. <laughs> the production value of this was really awesome, especially last year. Like, you know, now you got a bunch of high production stuff. Still, like, not a lot, but there's more. <laughs> last year, there was none. So I thought it was cool. I don't know if you guys are back here now, but, um, you know, that was, oh, no! They'll be back. <laughs> oh! Yeah. That, background is all, that background is all, is all um, like, Top top oh, gaming. No. Yeah, they, oh, no, and, I know uh, extensive gaming film background. That yeah. that I know. Yeah, I that I know. Like I know they've got sorry about quite the, the background. Yeah, mutual friend of mine. Oh, we're you're back. back. Yeah, that we're was back. We, we've got we've got this villain called Meta Zuckbot who's constantly trying to you know, <laughs> sabotage this, this, us. Sabotage. Word, He's constantly turning our Wi-Fi on and off. It's a whole thing. Yeah, man. it's a it's a whole thing. So we had to switch to a more 
secure means of com- uh, communication here. But I don't know what you said, Mando. But the first thing that I heard you say was, "Tell us a bit about what's going on." So let, let's let, let. Yeah, tell us about what's going on with y'all. Because <laughs> like when you were gone, I was just explaining quickly the, the the story behind that video that you made last year, and I thought that it was really high production value early on. And Mando was kind of like adding to it, saying like, "You guys have extensive background in like gaming," and I know through a mutual friend, you guys uh, uh, you had a bunch of people that. Um, a bunch of uh, a background in like film industry and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I love that. So I think before we even start talking about what you guys are up to, I want to hear more about you guys, like mm. more like, who are you guys? Like introduce yourself to our audience. Obviously it's recorded, it's yeah. uploaded across all platforms. So who are you guys? You know, what's your backgrounds? And then tell us what is my pet hooligan? And then we'll dive deep into the whole like story of what's coming. Let's go for it. So we're going to start with uh, Colin Brady and talk a little bit about AMGI Studios. There's a, there's a whole team here because we were so excited about getting on. So this might take 20 Let's minutes. Go! Let's go! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Skyhopper. Yeah, this is Colin Brady. I'm the chief creative officer and technology officer of AMGI Studios. We started three and a half years ago. Uh, when I met Roger Paglia, CEO, and Luke Paglia, COO. And uh, we formed the studio basically saying, we want to reinvent how animation is done. We want to reinvent the process. I've, I was one of the very first animators at Pixar on Toy Story back in 1993. I got to work closely with Steve Jobs. I got to see that whole thing explode when we were like 65 employees working in a warehouse uh, just near Berkeley, Northern California. And, and at that time, we were mixing the best Disney artists we can find with the best computer rendering technology we can find. Fast forward to 30 years later, we're doing exactly the same thing here. I've actually uh, swiped some of, uh, a lot of my old some Pixar, got, got, got some of my old Pixar friends to, uh, to join the team here, as well as using the, the best cutting edge real-time rendering software we can use, which is the Unreal Engine. So when we built this studio, we founded the studio on making uh, the fastest TV show production and film production pipelines, the fastest prototyping, and not just kind of crappy stuff. We want to go for the Pixar quality. So in a nutshell, we're mixing Pixar quality with real-time rendering using the Unreal Engine. Everyone said you can't do that. Unreal's made for zombies and robots and soldiers, and it doesn't do the really squashy, stretchy Pixar-style stuff, and it's terrible with eyes. All the, all the humans look dead and all the characters look dead. I said, well... We're going we're gonna to change all that. We want to we be the first to actually bring really expressive, worldwide, uh, recognizable characters. We want to create a worldwide brand. And so that's, that's how this was founded, on, on doing things better, faster, uh, less expensive. And then along the way... But keeping it high quality. Keeping that quality really, really high. And along the way, people <clears throat> part of our team, Wes Paglia also, uh, encouraged us. He said, you know, you guys are really super well suited to create NFTs. And we're like, educate us. What, what is this stuff all about? And so we kind of jumped right in with both feet, um, doing what we think would be the most fun. When people, you know, when most people are saying, what kind of utility do you have? You know, most people are just talking about what kind of free stuff, what kind of money am I going to make? We kind of jumped in and said, what's real utility? Right. What's, what's the best game we could create? So we're jumping right in and half of our team already were all experts on the Unreal Engine and they've worked at gaming studios. So they're like, Let's jump right in. And what kind of technology can we bring to the table? You know, a lot of what we do here is, is you know, merging creative abilities, creative, uh, you know, IP and storytelling with the technology that we right. do behind this. So, hi, I'm uh, Luke Paglia, the COO of AMGI. Um, and what uh, AMGI Studios is a 
of course, the studio behind my pet hooligan. Um, but you know, a lot of what we do here, um, you know, what Colin's talked about, I, my background is from live action production, um, you know, doing a lot of stuff working in the commercial world, um, you know, doing shoots and, you know, in real life, stuff like that translates a lot to what we do out on the stage, yeah. merging live action production with animation, um, doing stuff with motion capture, combining it with keyframe animation, creating all these cool little pieces of technology that we, you know, are rolling out to our, our, uh, community and, and rolling out through our uh, project. So kind of the, what we've started to do here is, you know, um, find a way to create new IP, create new stories, and then plug our technology into that. So the tech, the utility that we see is, you know, the tech that we create, getting that out to people and getting it out through fun storytelling with cool characters and, you know, um, bringing our community into the storytelling that, that we're creating. Here. And I think maybe just to wrap that up a little bit more, um, I think people are quickly seeing us as an animation technology studio. Absolutely. Uh, we are doing things with real-time animation. We're doing things with real-time facial motion capture on mobile devices, specifically the iPhone. We're doing things that's beyond, that's, that's beyond what Apple is doing right now. So we just released an app called Immy. Which is, a, which is the best, highest quality animation app you can get on the iPhone. And it's all related to the game. The same exact character, the same exact quality of our characters that are in the game are interoperable with our app, with our real-time hooligram uh, Twitch stream uh, software. And all of these things are connected. The same characters are also used real-time on our stage to do all the live shout-outs that you guys see. Yeah. So we mix all that. With, uh, with a bunch of Disney artists, we clean up the animations. We don't want to just be a motion capture studio. We're mixing. I'm trying to mix the best of Pixar, ILM, and Jim Henson Studios and yeah. Apple. It's bringing, yeah, it's, bring, it's bringing all of our past experiences where we were before, rolling them into what we're doing right now. So, um, yeah, and, and guys, you can interrupt us at any time. Totally. We Please talk do. a lot. So <laughs> no, I, a I, I, I love the background. I mean, <laughs> I, I we're, love We're in the chat here, yeah. I was just saying we're in the chat here just saying that we you guys sound super smart. Like this is what we um we were really super impressed by like I think everyone knew about twelve months ago or around this time last year, right, when Facebook changed its name and maybe slightly before that that gaming was gonna be like the new frontier of all this stuff. And then so many pr people approached it in different ways. And some you can tell were more like get rich quick, like let's bring out a token to some some game we already have and let's just try and monetize it as quickly as possible. It never really worked out. Whereas it's, it's just refreshing to hear a team uh, uh, thought, no, we're going to start with the game, we're going to start with the characters, we're going to start with the community building, and um, then we're going to leverage that down the line to then build a game which people actually want to play rather than forcing them into this quick narrative where they can make money by doing some tasks each day in some like a repetitive, boring game. So. Um, yeah, it's just super impressive hearing hear, hearing you guys talk. Yeah, exactly. And one of, one of our key things is we want to show and prove first. You know, we're not we're not in the business of saying we're going to create the biggest best metaverse ever in existence. Come and invest in us. And you know, we're we're in the business of saying actually we're gonna we're gonna build a community. We're gonna build cool characters. We're gonna give you all the technology to support you to be able to create content with these characters with live motion capture. Uh, you know, with all the tools we've got with Hooligram and Amy, 
and we're going to give you a fun game that is a fun game first like I've, I've been using this analogy and i'll introduce myself because i haven't yet but I, i've got <laughs> we've both got british accents so we must we, we're, we're probably brothers in this space. i'm surrounded i'm surrounded right now <laughs> i'm surrounded by, by brits from the UK <laughs> brits rule web three um let me get that out there um so um we'll, we'll talk about britain in a sec but uh, <laughs> it's having its own troubles we, we don't but, rule, um, we don't rule much we don't rule much <laughs> Yeah. Not anymore, anyway. We did. We did. We had our time. But anyway, I've, I've been using this analogy a lot. And, you know, a lot a lot of people in Web3 are promising play to earn games. And I've been using this analogy. I've been saying, nobody pays me to go to the cinema to watch a movie. Nobody pays me to listen to music. Nobody, you know, pays me to go to a concert. I actually pay to go to these events and be, for entertainment, for it? pleasure for my own personal benefit because I enjoy it, right? So when we're there saying we're going to incentivize you to play a game, why, why are we not incentivizing people to play a game with actually core having products. fun, yeah. core yeah. products, yeah. rather than product, just yeah. to earn money? Because that then becomes an extractive thing. So you're essentially paying somebody to play your game. How long will that last when everybody's extracting value? So our key focus with this is create a game that is actually fun to play. The main premise of somebody wanting to be able to play this game, the main incentive is they're actually having fun. And then, you know, there is an additional benefit that they can earn, that they can, you know, gain additional NFTs. And we want to build all the frameworks around that, build the most high quality game that we can. And we've already started to build it. The alpha's already out. You know, this is not just us talking about building a game right. like most are. You know, I'm not going to name drop anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> we can have a bit of fun at times because we are hooligans. <laughs> But, it's, but, it, but essentially, um, we want to prove a concept and we want to prove it in the best way possible using innovation, using innovative technologies, making sure it's got the highest quality gameplay, the highest quality graphics. You know, nobody, no slight on anybody here again, because some people are doing great jobs. But I don't want to go and play a game that's pixelated, that looks like it was made in the 80s just because I can earn a token. You know, how long is that really going to last? Right. We need to make... We need to make use of what we're saying is innovative technology and the future and actually make an innovative, ah, my words are getting tired here, innovative game that is the future also. Not, here's the future, but we're going we're gonna to go and give you some old looking game. Like, how, how well a traditional gamer is going to fare? playing a game that looks like it was built in the 80s well, that's so, why we're here so, so maybe let's let's go into the game slightly here then so uh, I, I, how, how i would describe it is almost like conquer's bad fur day meets Fortnite. do you maybe do you maybe want to go into like what the game is what the what the like lore and the and the i don't know the premise of the game is and then we can go into like how you're developing it going forward yeah be, be more than happy to touch on that a little bit what up guys my name is west i'm the web3 creative director over here at amgi studios try to work closely with Skyhopper on a lot of the, the Web3 components and integrations with yeah. the creative assets. But Starting to pick up a British accent. Too. Yeah, exactly. So. It's a crazy, contagious thing. But, um, uh, you know, it's interesting because we we started to look at when it came to the actual lore of My Pet Hooligan, when we've got these hooligans that have been oppressed by uh, our, our favorite, uh, you know, corporate overlord villain, Meta Zuckbot. Um, we thought that there was a lot to play with there, right? So the, the, the basic lore is this. These hooligans were enslaved by MetaZuckBot. They had broken free, and they are in open rebellion against MetaZuckBot. But the interesting thing is we also have seven factions in our overall makeup of our Genesis collection. It's also integral to our core lore. So there's constant competition and cooperation always undergoing, or always occurring within the factions. So there's a whole dynamic to that. 
our game itself, and you absolutely nailed it. Conquer's Bad Fur Day was straight up one of the one of the core, you know, sort of creative um, pieces that started to push the, the the core creative along with the game. Our game uh, our game director Carl Schembri is just uh, like an encyclopedic knowledge on on gameplay. He also had some real solid um, uh, sort of, you know sort of leanings as well when it came to Ratchet and Clank. I know that was a big one, um, and for us, you know, also obviously. GTA, GTA Online is a big one. One of the things we had always said was, like, well, GTA meets Zootopia. That seems yeah, to be a, exactly. a cool open world experience. Yeah. And just, just maybe to dig into that a little yeah. bit more, as we had started to really try to figure out what this was going to be, we figured, you know what, okay, we can take this lore, we can take this world that we've been building, we're going to build out some core game loops first, um, loops that people are well-versed in, you know, Team Deathmatch, Battle Royale, capture the bag kind of core things that would be you know easy enough for us to achieve yeah esports is a big focus absolutely yeah both pvp and pve modes but then we figured you know what since this is ultimately a web3 game let's start to think again let's make sure that fundamentally this is just a fun quote good core product first can people know nothing about crypto nothing about nfts come into this game intuitively be able to have fun with it first and then can we now start to big, build out this token economy, this this larger ecosystem here as people play the game, as, as characters actually get deeper and deeper into the game, more opens up to them. So all of these game modes will be layered on top of a larger, if you want to call it play and earn, and then overall resource management game, which is a, which will be conducted on a seasonal basis. And we're really, really excited about yeah. the ecosystem yeah. that we've built around that. One, one major thing that we've been able to do as well as we were designing this is uh, we've been able to track some really, really great partners, um, both in the Web3 and the Web2 space. You know, we work closely with Epic. Uh, we're big believers in their their grander vision of where they see um, this space going. And their support for us has is, is been incredible. Um, you know, partnering with Delphi Digital, YGG, and Bitcraft, uh, you know, among some other really strong partners as well. Wow. Yeah, to, 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 yeah they, they've been incredible. Jeez, these and, guys have been working. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> non nonstop, but you know, it 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 takes a, a really strong team and it takes a village. It takes everybody coming together and finding the right partners, you know, to build a, a strong product and to build a big vision. You know, we know um we can't just do this as individuals. We have to come together to do this. We have to lean on our community um for the support and the help and the guidance where you know, we need them. Um, we need to lean on our partners, you know, when like designing, you know, token economics with Delphi totally. or game structure with, with YGG. And, you know, we it's it's about just kind of pulling on the strengths of, of each person to make this thing the best possible game and product and, and project possible. Yeah. So I, I think it's worth saying that, you know, in the next uh, two or three months, this game will be available on the Epic Marketplace. Yeah. And we're thinking of this just like something that you would just download for free, like a Fortnite or Roblox, and just jump in and start playing. So I watch a lot what my kids play, which is basically Fortnite and Roblox and Pokemon, <laughs> and and kind of mixing the best of all these together. Mm. So most of the world may just simply look at this as a as as a really really cool Web two game, and that's kind of a good idea. Absolutely, we don't yeah. want to confuse yeah. people with uh, MetaMask wallets. And, and knowledge of NFTs, if you want to just jump in and play, that's probably what 95% of the people are going to do and probably should do. Now, under the hood, there's all these Web3 benefits if you want to use those. So we have it's a the best way to educate people into the Web3 space. That's it. Everyone's talking about Web2.5. This really is the best path I see out there. And I'm just saying this objectively. I just, you know, I, 
I see a lot of people that are trying to start from the Web3 side of things, but we're building in all that architecture. And we also have, you know, listen to people loud and clear, especially our friends at YGG and Delphi saying, you guys got to get this on mobile. And so, uh, so we are completely revamping the rabbit hole game and we're creating a, right now it's out as a, as a 1.1 at least alpha yeah. to all of the holders and and we have some hall passes to anybody who wants to jump in and play different communities that we're friendly with but what but version 2.0 is going to be a completely revamp uh if anyone knows anything about the unreal engine their brand new protocol is something called lyra and lyra is the system that's going to future proof this and make this available uh or, or uh, ready for consoles like playstation and you know xbox yeah. and, in, in in our roadmap actually to be uh right now it's going to be pc based then we're going to go to um console we're going to go to mobile probably xbox will be first console mm-hmm. playstation will be after that and then we'll be on mobile as well um zuckbots will also have a mobile game too yep so you know um one of one of the key things for us here is you know we we understand the frustrations that gamers have with web3 games right now big time you know not just are they not just the majority of them not actually being fun, but, you know, also the barriers to entry, right? And the barriers to entry, you know, a kind of, you know, knowledge of, of crypto and NFTs, which, you know, might be might be simple and easy for us, but it doesn't necessarily is for the masses, right? And the other barrier to entry is, you know, why would I want to pay $1,000 to buy an NFT to play a game? You know, we essentially don't want to you know, we want to break. We want to break that wall through. We want to ensure that you know this is available to everybody, and it's available globally as well. And there are benefits to individuals who hold our NFTs, absolutely. But also benefits to people who just want to come and play a game and 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 have fun. Essentially, we fundamentally believe that this is the future of Web three because right, right now, if you, I mean, as we all know in the space, that we're obviously still very early, but the fundamental technology is really powerful. So we do think we've kind of joked that it's almost like you you kind of want to Trojan horse people into owning crypto or into into owning digital assets, yeah. and like the way that you do that is through powerful product design, making sure that your game is fun sticky and easy to understand and intuitive um yeah and then so that's that's kind of how that that plays through yeah sorry sorry guys it yeah, sounds yeah, like we're ahead. having our own yeah, conversation yeah, no 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 this is dude i'd rather have people who are, can have a conversation than people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about like so so you guys are doing perfectly fine and you're clearly entertaining uh and every i'm getting the answer these guys are great uh, vibes they've got a strong community this and that and it's been really fun. I mean, talk to me about this. I mean, it's true because you have quite a strong community. Like, And, and you know, I want to ask you a question because obviously games, the biggest criticism in the space that when you sell an NFT that's via gaming, games take a long time to build and require a lot of money. So how are you managing to capture this audience and keep your community active and, 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 and captivated uh, yeah. towards what you're building? That's actually something I was wondering to ask some gaming founders. Yeah, you know, it's it's again going back to it takes a team, it takes a village. You know, it, it it takes a lot of money to do this. Absolutely, we've actually been in production on this game for ten months, and so for you know right now, and and for it, the the amount of of uh, the amount of time that we've spent on this for the uh, where the game is is actually like you know a lot of people when they see oh you've only been in production ten months that's insane. This looks like it would take me years to get there. It's just our core, um, you know, it's built into this company when we said we want to be the fastest animation studio, uh, animation studio, uh, merging artistry and technology, be an IP factory. We have that in our bones just to move fast and work together to be efficient. Now, 
you know, um, where it takes a village, you know, we've, we've, um, you know, been doing a private token raise, uh, we just entered into our series a little while ago. So we are raising on that. We have Zuckbots coming out, um, as well. So, you know, you have to have multiple irons in the fire to keep things rolling and keep things happening. You know, we have an incredible supportive community that, you know, we are so transparent with probably to a fault at times, <laughs> but you know, we're an open book and, you know, um, we look at this as like, you know, almost like you're running a public company where you have to, you know, meet your 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 shareholders and, and go to the board. And, you know, we look at our, our community as the same way as like, give us your feedback. What's where? where yeah. Where are we going? What's the direction? Here's what we're thinking. And, you know, throw the ideas up against them, because sometimes they'll they not sometimes all the time. They'll give us that direction of like, hey, think about it this way. I like where you're going, but that part doesn't make sense. Why yeah. think about it over here? Um, so, you know, we've, we've really had an amazing um, um happening by doing that one really cool thing that we did just this past two weeks is you know being animators being content storytellers and all the stuff like we love just creating content we love mm -hmm. just getting stuff out there so you know we went to our community and said okay guys Zuckbots are getting broken out of of the um you know the, the suck factory but in order to do so our hero character Huli, who's kind of the ringleader um of the hooligans we said hey we need seven he, uh, Huli's heroes, we're calling them. We need seven faction leaders from each faction to break in and help him steal these Zuckbots. So the community they nominated these these uh, their their faction leaders, and then we pulled them into um, an actual two animated pieces that we did uh, to you know kind of continue the storytelling of you know leading up to our our drop coming up n next week. Um, but you know we really want to start going back to the whole concept of new way to tell to, to tell stories new way to build brands yeah. and it's not just a one-way street it's bringing community members well, that's, into that's this. exactly i mean we literally had one of our nft holders record a line of dialogue yeah. from his iphone yeah. send yeah. it to us and we animated to it and so like i mean it's not we're not this isn't just like lip service i mean this is really a community driven thing i oh, said we have a ton I'm, of fun with that yeah Absolutely. yeah oh my gosh I, I joke that we're just as much part of their community as they're part of yeah, our community exactly. you know hollywood's been a one-way street for a hundred years and we you know we're just sitting on our couch and just watching uh you know streaming netflix movies this changes that this is this has turned it into a communal experience watching movies with friends we have a movie theater in the rabbit hole we have a, a we have a bar we have a dance club we have a store so we want to kind of mystery science theater, the, the movie experience where you're watching a movie and you could like shoot the screen with your paintball gun or throw tomatoes at the screen. It's, it's funny. You, it's funny you yeah. talking about this because like when you, you, you always hear like these stories about those people who work at like Blizzard, for example, who are just like overworked. They don't really feel that close to the community of the games they're even creating. Um, and yeah, it's I just do not get why NFT gaming has all this bad rep because like you would have assumed even game developers would, would see stuff like this and be like, yeah, you can co-create it with the community. You can still enjoy it as a gamer. They can even be part of the creative process. Um, it's a bit more, you know, like you said, you're, yeah. it's it's a collaborative effort and, and yet everyone just hates it. So it kind of, yeah. it kind of amazed me. Our lead games developer said this is the most, and he's worked on several AAA games. He said this is the most fun he's ever had. He said the direct feedback loop that we can get from communities is you know is, is amazing like it's you know it's invaluable so actually you know one of, one of the things we were on a call with a major games publisher global and they were like you know what's your secret sauce here because we've tried your game you've been developing this for what 10 months and, and it you know how have you done this normally to get to where we've got to it normally takes two years and i said the secret sauce is our people and, it, and it's our people absolutely love what they're doing they're fully engaged with it 
you know this isn't a job to them this is actually them having fun being able to create so they're so proactive they're not clock watchers you know they're 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 able to kind of you know create their own destiny with this game and and essentially they're just throwing themselves at it because they're absolutely having fun they're enjoying what they're doing creative ownership we give them a foundation to work within and then they they create and it's you know hey you want to put a plunger gun in the game why go for it yeah that sounds cool that looks awesome let's make sense that's that's the best thing the the philosophy here is like find that thing that you think is really really cool go a thousand miles an hour in that direction very rarely do we jump in and say you know what that's a bad idea usually if people are following what they're really good at and the latest and greatest coolest thing out there put it in the game seems to self-correct pretty I'm, pretty I'm, accurately yeah. i'm gonna draw a parallel here as well so w- one other thing is colin you just said when you first started working at pixar there was about 50 people in yeah, a warehouse yeah. where about 50 people in a warehouse <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you like every every individual who's in the studio they've, they've all got like four screens and stuff it, it reminds me of my days back in uh, lehman brothers on the trading floor but every one of them has a screen open with Discord on it, and they're yeah. actually sitting there reading what people are saying daily, whether they know it or the not. The game devs will hop into. Hold up, you, work, you worked at Lehman Brothers? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I didn't talk about my background. My my background isn't 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 as fun as everybody else. But yeah, I started I started my I started my career in Lehman Brothers. Then I went over into management consultancy. Then I got involved in Web three, and here we are today. Basically, Lehman Brothers, Lehman Brothers UK, I guess. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in yeah. London, Canary Wharf. Yeah, well, we, Why we, were you we, there as well? Well, we were at Barclays, so we ended up yeah, buying that out. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny to <laughs> everyone's yeah, so I actually, I, I was in the part that um, Namora bought. So ah, uh, okay. Oh, side of things. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll um, have to meet up at some stage. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I've seen the, I've seen the studio. It does, it does have that feel of you know. Um, you guys are going to take photos of it, and then in ten years you're going to look back and be like, "Oh, look at that! Look at that studio we used to work in." It's kind of it's kind of funny to see. One hundred percent. Hopefully. So, yeah. so let's actually get into the so what's coming up specifically now. So, like, um, what is the next phase of the story? You obviously have these mechas up bots, um, and am I right? So the game is going to be released onto PC first. So, is I remember, is there like a alpha testing already out? Um, or there's been like chances yeah. for the community to play the game and maybe may, yeah maybe just some detail about the next like three to six months yeah i'll give you i'll give you some clarity on this so in terms of my pet hooligan so that, that's a that's a whole ecosystem in itself so the alpha for the my pet hooligan game is out now it's called the rabbit hole um we are consistently and constantly developing on that and the next alpha is going to be version two which we will release on the epic game store um, so that that is that is due in the next few months and what we're doing with zuckbots essentially so there is a whole big story around this. And, and, you know, one of the key things that we've not really touched on is, you know, the storytelling part of, of this Web3 journey of ours. You know, the, the studio does already have a, a, a development deal with Netflix on another feature. So, you know, we do have a lot of kind of, you know, feature film ready individuals in here from kind of directors, script writers, etc. And, you know, Zuckbots have always been a part of the law. They were essentially... Um, Robots created by the evil overlord Meta Zuckbot to control and keep these um, hooligans enslaved. Essentially, over the past couple of weeks, we've uh, released several short videos which tell a story of a heist taking place with our lead character and actual NFTs from our community with our community who are all actors in this shot over a, over a series of a few different um, episodes have conducted a heist on Meta Zuckbot's facility and have broken out and jailbroken some of these robots that are now going to work for the hooligans. Um, so we actually just released a trailer about 
20 minutes ago. Uh, I don't know if we can share that, but if we can share that, that'd be appreciated. But that trailer's part of this, part of the, the whole kind of episodal thing we've done. And it's probably one of the first times that, you know, NFTs and their holders have been brought into live, anim- sorry, animated features that, that form a shot. So this is real, yeah. pure Web3 storytelling at its finest. Yeah. And it's not just still images either. And, you know, including dialogue. So there's, there's a whole load of stuff to see over there over the last few weeks. But essentially, these Zuckbots are now, um, we're going to allow allow the minting of those starting uh, towards the tail end of next week. But they've this is more than a companion drop. So, you know, we've seen companion drops that have been really great from, from other projects. But, you know, one thing, if we want to truly progress and innovate, we need to really push things one, one step further. So what we're doing with this is this companion drop will have its own roadmap. We've actually just released that as well. It's literally some scribbles on a, on a, on a blueprint. Um, so you'll, you might see that in the, in the code. Yeah. So essentially the journey with this is this you, on, on next week, you're going to be able to mint an OG Zuckbot. An OG Zuckbot is like a Genesis bot, right? And we all know what knows what happens with Genesis characters. So that's going to be the key to the future of the ecosystem. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's going to be super fun. People are going to be really surprised by what happens. And there's going to be so much value to come in, in, in the coming weeks from that. That in itself is going to be huge. The second part of it is, you know, these these uh, companions will be assets in our game as companion characters. So I don't know in if anybody in the rabbit hole. So I don't know if anybody remembers like Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot. But essentially, you know, that's a that's a, a little companion that comes and protects you from time to time. We'll also have that feature in our game. These Zuckbots will come and help your hooligans in, in battle get protection, out get out of tight spots, help you break into things. So that's another feature of it. They'll also be available on all our content creator tools including Immy and Hooligram, which essentially is probably the first ever um, uh, app that allows you to live pilot your NFTs. So simply by talking into your iPhone, it will mimic your facial expressions. It, it body is driven by AI. So it essentially uses your face as a, as a joypad. So if you're happy, it does happy motions. If you're sad, it does sad motions. But it also fully tracks your facial movements. So anything you say it just repeats back to you with the same facial movement. So people are creating really great content with that. It's, yeah, it's also, and all our hooligans are currently available in IMI. So every single one of them can be driven. Zoom, um, Eric Wan, who's one of the founders uh, of Zoom, is an investor in IMI as well. And it will be available to be able to use on Zoom. So you will be able to very easily without OBS, be able to use your NFT and live pilot on, on Zoom. So literally taking a meeting as any of our NFTs. We are looking to onboard other projects um, into that. One of the first ones we're working with is, is Doge Pound. Uh, and we are, you know, working on some other really good ones. That's the only one we can announce so far. So essentially the next part of the Zuckbots is, is another part is one of the things that, you know, our game at the moment is a desktop. I know we've not got much time, but, you know, it's a desktop-based game. We know not everybody's got a desktop, so we are working on bringing that to console and mobile. But we want we want another onboarding ramp for you know the everyday user of a phone to be able to onboard them into a Web three. So we are making a specific game for the Zuckbots, uh, which is a BattleBots game. So it's a combin it's a it's a small it's, it's a combination. I don't want to give away too much here, but um, there there. It's a combination give of being away. able to kind of... Give all right. it away. Come on, right. dude! Every, everyone comes it's, in it's, here it's, and it's says some yeah, alphabet. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's a combination between, like, Tamagotchi and, and BattleBots and, like, you know, a fighting game. So, essentially, you'll be able to nurture your character. You'll be able to kind of, you know, upgrade it with, 
you know, weaponry, oils, you know, lubricants, <laughs> all, kinds of, all <laughs> kinds of things, right? So essentially, you know, your character might be sad or, you know, sad feel good. Or... And then you can take it into battle, which will be ranked battles. You know, if you're winning, you know, your character will be super, super happy and good and progress up the rankings. If you take a few losses, you know, your character might have taken a beating, so you might need to put them on the bench for a while and kind of like let them breathe. Let, let them breathe. Yeah. But essentially, we want to really kind of take this one to the playground. We want, you know, we want individuals to be saying, oh, check out my Zuckbot yeah. and, and trade, trade with, yours. Yeah, yeah, trade yeah, with yeah. yours and make that really simple on mobile, Android and iOS and really take this thing globally and, and, and use that as, a, as an unwrap into NFTs, into Web3 and into our wider ecosystem. So, you know, this this companion drop has a lot of arms and legs to it. Uh-huh. Let me just let me just say let me just say that much. And yeah. I, I know I want to be very respectful of your time here, so I don't want to keep talking, but we can pretty much keep talking for, for hours. No, you guys are crushing. You guys are crushing. <laughs> Got conviction. Um, you know, usually when a founder can speak so uh, so well about their project, but also in detail, it's just not all air. Like you're actually giving actionable steps and items of things that you've done and have done. It means there's a lot under the hood so you know what i mean like i i've been paying more attention to things like that right uh over this last couple of months and so clearly like you know there's just a lot under the hood dido let me go to you i know you have your hands raised probably have a good question yeah not a question but i just wanted to to you know let people know that hooligans came on my radar for the first time late august you know when bryson tweeted about y'all so for anyone who doesn't know Bryson is one of the best Web3 gaming streamers yeah, out there. Bryson. Bryson is the shit. He's built his entire brand, essentially telling game creators, fuck you, don't at me. If your game is fun, I'm going to play it and stream it because I want to. So go out there and watch the videos of Bryson playing hooligans and see for yourself how fun the shit is. Bryson actually said hooligans is the closest Web3 game to Grand Theft Auto, and that's high praise. So I just want to say big congrats what? to what y'all have Thank built. Thank you. We love Bryson. You said that? Thank you. All right, well, let me give you some more alpha. So we oh, are, we are, we're, let's we're go! Talking about Bryson, we've been working on a mixtape. Uh, we've actually got a short teaser of a video out that we actually made in our video game. So there is a live action video, music video made in our video game. So the last week I messaged Bryson. I said, dude, I know, I know, I know yeah. you've got those freestyle skills. Do you want to be on this mixtape? And he said, hell yeah. So, <laughs> so look forward to a Bryson, my pet hooligan song coming soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. There you go. <laughs> this is, yo, you guys are fun. There's a lot of stuff going on here. It's cool. I love that. You guys going to be at Art Basel in Miami? Or you're probably going to do NFT London before that, right? Yeah, we're trying to figure out. Yeah, we just came back from Vegas. We're trying to figure out what's going to be the next best place for us to go. We have uh, in these next few months, we have a lot coming out. <laughs> so we're trying to divide and conquer yeah. as best we can. But yeah, we're getting pulled in multiple directions. We would love. Let, let me just, let me just be clear. We didn't go Vegas to spend all the minting money. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a it was a it was a, it was a, it was a oh, red flag. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. The, just the, the details around the drop coming up, just so everyone knows, and like what, maybe the thing. Yes, talk about looking, it. Just just what you're most looking forward to then, maybe over those, those next three months, uh, and then yeah, we'll call it there. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we we are minting on the twenty seventh to twenty eighth of October. Um, certain certain partners are involved in the mint, and we did, it, part of it is a free claim for our Genesis holders. So anybody who owns a 
uh, Genesis Hooligan will get a free claim. You know, I'm most excited about the first, you know, when the first person mints, um, you know, I think I think they're going to be really excited by what they find in that mint. So yeah, I, I think, I'm, I'm, yeah, there's, there's so much to come over the following weeks with this mint. You know, everybody's into this free mint matter, the storytelling matter. Like, you know, what we're doing with this is going to bring all that to the table yeah. and we're going to do it in a super fun way. So really excited about that. Excited to get Alpha version 2.0 out of the game of game out i think that's whatever people have said about this game and saying you know it's it's and we you know thankfully we've been getting great feedback it's going to blow it out of the water this is taking things to the absolute next level so when people talk about you know triple a gaming this is really gonna you know look and feel and play and be as smooth as one like you know this is taking things to the next level so look too much exciting we're also working on a feature film script for for my pet hooligan as well which involves our community's nfts and involves them as characters so you know i I was surprised i looked at the script and i was like oh why is my name in there and they said you know you're part part of this so so of course you're gonna be in there (laughs) so we're really taking web three stories i mean i'm excited about absolutely everything i'm excited every day i come in here because you know we've got a massive team here and everybody's got ideas and we want to make them all a reality yeah absolutely so yeah get it get it get involved with what we're doing and you know yeah, it's, these, next, it, these next few weeks will, will get really really yeah. really fun and big and, and, and yeah another thing i want to say is like you know we're not just like you know only holders of our community no not at all anybody who's interested in what we're doing you know, anybody who kind of likes our content, you're all part of our community and you're all part of this journey. Well, in fact, I wanted to point out that every, every single piece of graffiti in the rabbit hole game <laughs> is created by the community. In fact, not just the community holders. Yeah. Any, anyone who just jumps in our Discord channel and is part of that family and wants to just see what's going on, we have one of the most positive and just funny groups I've ever been part of online it's the most inspiring thing i think for all of us here the fact that we get to storytell in real time with these people just gives us a ton of energy we're super grateful to all of them we love them all our doors are always open yeah and the ideas that come in through the discord channel so good people just jump in right and they'll just say like hey you guys should have a carrot dagger next day we're we're designing a carrot dagger or put yeah put put the wizard head on uh on his own i think we're running out sorry 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 i love it 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 one other thing that i do want to say is like oh you just but our doors are always open we don't think the future of this space is to be created in silos we think we all need to work together to create the future space. So our doors are always open doesn't matter how big you are how small you are come and talk to us let's work together i love that isn't there's no better way to close in this and with that with that was that that was my pet hooligan Thank you guys for coming on today. That was a lot of fun. You know. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having really us. Appreciate I really it. appreciate it. Big fans of the show. Well, we appreciate you. And I'm a big fan of you guys now, that's for sure. And, there's, you know, um, it, it was really fun. And, and best of luck, though. I don't think you need luck uh, with what you've got coming up. It's super exciting. You guys are clearly passionate and love what you're doing. And you know what the fuck you're talking about. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, that, that, that closes another great week. Um, I'm hearing next week. Could arguably one of the biggest weeks in the show uh, so far, Mando. Little little birdie told me. Fr- Friday show is gonna no, be there. No, no. What? <laughs> what I'm not saying anything more. No, 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 no. Oh wait, he's on a coast. Osef is just you and I. Mando can't talk. What's you've, up, Osef? How you doing? Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm excited. Are you excited for next Friday? Yeah, I'm trying to like not convey my excitement. But I'm very excited. Let's ask Mando again. Mando, you excited for next Friday? 
Well, I'm, I'm having a kid on Wednesday, but I might have to oh, come out of, out of temporary retirement to actually do the show. You're going to... Wait, on Wednesday, you're <laughs> confirmed? Yeah, well, that's when it's scheduled, at least. Damn. Mando schedules his kids just like he schedules his meetings. He's got it. <laughs> he's got it on the fucking calendar. He's like, the- Wednesday <laughs> at 9.15 p.m., send the Zoom link. Uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be giving birth. All right, let's go! <laughs> wow, well, exciting week for the show, but even more exciting week for for our friend here, Mando, who's gonna he's gonna literally give birth. Literally, Mando's gonna be giving birth uh, to a beautiful baby daughter. He's gonna be uh, the Gem NFT's first child. So that's pretty cool. It's the Genesis child of the Gem NFT show. I love that. Uh, super exciting. But we got also some. Really, 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 really amazing guests, um, you know, especially towards, like, the last couple of days of the week. So, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to make a lot of noise. It's going to be fun. And with that, second set of church bells in Montreal are ringing. It is a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Ooh, oh, it's cold. God damn it. All right, it's about time I, I get out of Canada for a couple of months. But anyways, anyways, we'll see you on Monday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another week of Gem NFTs on Rug Radio. Shout out to my pet hooligan. Shout out to my co-host, OSF and Mando. Thank you, Dado, Neil, Restivo, everybody who came up to chat. Simon earlier, Golden Crypto. He's going to upload a thread within a couple minutes. And we're posting this uh, show across all platforms. So definitely check out my link in bio. Amazon, Apple, Spotify, blah, 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 all of them. We upload them everywhere. Uh, and it's a lot of dope-ass shows. Y'all should definitely go back and sit to Stani yesterday uh, uh, on the show. With that... With that, all right, let's go. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone. And embrace chaos, baby. Woo! And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Oh, a GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, NFTs. We put on for Seth and Mando. Got the Alpha on with three. And it's all on Rogue Radio. It's a beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. GMGM. Rogue Radio.